0: Everybody, but everybody, is go, go, going into our Ghost the Go-Go Show. Welcome back. You're listening to yet another podcast bringing you tales of the paranormal and true crime. One story at a time. This is Go to so Go, Go with Becky Ray, session number three. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about haunted hotels, and this is just the first part of this series, so stick around. See. Like- Hi, my name is Becky Ray, and welcome to Go So Go, Go. Today, I am talking about haunted hotels. You've just placed your head on your pillow, and you've closed your eyes. You're starting to drift to sleep, but then suddenly an icy breeze grazes across your neck. Next, you hear the floor creak, and you realize there are footsteps walking next to your bed. Your hands shake as you slowly reach over to turn on a light, but then you remember you're all alone in a hotel room. How many people have passed through hotel doors, and how many have never checked out? Haunted hotels may be a Hollywood trope and a fixture in spooky childhood tales, but that might be for good reasons. Many historic hotels take a lot of pride in their paranormal past. Even the least superstitious tourists among us like spending the night in a supposedly haunted hotel. Hotel employees are often eager to share their local legends, personal paranormal experiences, and of course the stories that past guests have shared with them. hotels all across the United States and one thing I found really interesting while I was researching haunted hotels was something I'd never thought of before and that's how many people die in hotels of course not everyone who dies in a hotel stays and haunts it but when you're looking into who might be haunting a location there are so many deaths at many hotels you've got people who die of natural causes they have heart attacks or perhaps a stroke in the night Then, of course, there are the suicides, and, um, of course, uh, occasionally you find the murders. Ghost stories are plentiful in the waterfront town of Mobile, Alabama. At the Malaga Inn, they say the beds inexplicably move, chandeliers sway in the lobby, and the lights will turn on and off by themselves. They also have a famed lady in white who paces the veranda of room 007. This historic property in the Deep South is still reminiscent of the Civil War era. It has 39 private rooms, Victorian furnishings, and an outdoor courtyard. Initially, the two townhouses were constructed by two brothers-in-law as a wedding gift to the two sisters in the family. Rumor has it that the sisters never left. Today's Malaga is the only boutique inn of its kind and it's considered the most haunted hotel in Alabama. There's a Victorian property in Bisbee, Arizona called the Copper Queen Hotel. It has intimate lodgings, plus ghostly residents. The most fascinating is said to be that of Julia Lowell, who tries to lure guests into dancing and leaves a persistent perfume scent behind. The hotel opened its doors in 1902 and hasn't closed them since. It's been called the oldest continuously running hotel in Arizona, and it has been welcoming guests for over a century. When it first opened, there were 72 rooms, but there was only one bathroom per floor. It has since been renovated to 48 rooms, each with its own bathroom. There is a room in the hotel named for Billy, who is believed to be one of the paranormal guests. There was a boy who did drown in the San Pedro River during Copper Queen Hotel's early years, and it is believed that he now haunts the hotel's halls. Children report seeing and playing with an invisible little boy. Some claim that when the water is running, they hear him crying. On the fourth floor, people have seen glimpses of a smoking man who's wearing a top hat and a cape. This hotel also keeps a log at the front desk for guests to record paranormal encounters during their visit. They have at least 12 volumes so far, containing pages of sightings and supernatural experiences that are similar. Perhaps the most famous ghost is the one I mentioned earlier, it's a woman in her 30s, Julia Lowell. It is said that she was a prostitute who used the hotel for work purposes. She fell madly in love with one of her clients. When she told him of her feelings, he no longer wanted to see her. Same old story, right? And she took her own life at the hotel. Guests and staff at the hotel say they feel her presence on the second and third floors of the west side of the building. Male staff and guests report hearing a female voice whispering in their ear. Others have also said they saw her dancing provocatively at the bottom of the staircase. Jerome, Arizona is a former copper mining town, and it's been said to be one of the most haunted places in Arizona. There are two local hotels particularly who have seen their fair share of ghosts. The Mile High Inn and Grill once operated as a brothel, and residents say that a wealthy madam named Jenny Banter still haunts the place from beyond the grave. The Jerome Grand Hotel was built around 1890 as a boarding house for middle management miners. Most of its life it has been a boarding house, but this Jerome building served as an ashram and a restaurant in prior years. The Jerome Grand Hotel also has a past as the United Verde Hospital, where more than 9,000 people died over the years. A steel gate greets guests as they enter the nearly 100-year-old elevator and ride up to their rooms. Apparations include a grumpy miner, a lady dressed in white, and a gentleman with a top hat. Guests have heard voices and a hospital gurney running down the hallways when no one was present. The building has gone through some significant restoration projects, including in 1994, 2003 and then again in 2014. And the building does still carry some of the uneven floors and original beadboard ceilings. They also keep a guest log of paranormal events, and they fill a 300-page journal every year. Activity happens throughout the hotel, but mainly on the third floor, which is where the operating room once was. Guests have also reported the ghost of a cat on the third floor. They say it sounds like a feline jumping onto the bed and then walking around. The room that receives the most comments is number 32, which was once a hospital guest room and it has a balcony attached to it. It was also the site of two possible suicides. One former miner who used a wheelchair reportedly climbed over the balcony railing to his death and a businessman allegedly shot himself there. Another story is that the caretaker committed suicide in the boiler room and maintenance man, Claude Harvey, was found in the basement crushed by the elevator in 1935. They believe that he rides the 1926 Otis elevator at all hours. One night the front desk received a phone call from a room that was supposed to be unoccupied and she said she could hear a woman speaking but couldn't make out any words. When the call disconnected, they called the room back but there was no answer. After walking up to the room, they discovered it was indeed vacant. There are several haunted places in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. One of them is the Crescent Hotel, which I will be doing an entire episode just on that, so don't think I'm forgetting them. Another place is the Basin Park Hotel, and it's a seven-story building, and it opened its doors in 1905. And tales of the paranormal have been shared by guests and employees since the first day. Some believe it's haunted because the hotel was on the site of the Perry House, another hotel that was there which burned to the ground in 1890. Others say it's because the original Healing Spring, sacred to the Native Americans who discovered it, is located in the city park adjacent to the hotel. People report seeing human-shaped shadows in the barefoot ballroom and claim they see large faces on the inside of the stained glass windows in the ballroom's foyer. The origin of the hotel's ghosts are as mysterious as these apparitions themselves. The 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs is said to be one of the world's most haunted hotels, and this old building has seen many tragic chapters. It was once a women's college, and it was also used as Baker's Cancer Curing Hospital in the late 1930s. Baker was a former vaudeville magician turned inventor, turned millionaire businessman, turned populist radio host, turned cancer doctor without a day of medical training in his life. Patients couldn't have known that the magic elixir was nothing more than a useless mix of watermelon seed, brown corn silk, alcohol, and carbolic acid. Formula 5 is what he called it, and it was administered by injection at the site of the cancer up to seven times a day. Patients who went to his cancer hospital clearly didn't know that all he had to offer was an excruciating pseudo-treatment and a betrayal of their last hope. Visitors report frightening touches, unusual shadows, and whispers throughout the entire hotel. I will be talking about the Crescent Hotel in its own episode in the future, so be sure to subscribe to catch that. California definitely has its share of haunted hotels. In Death Valley, you can find the Amargosa Opera House and Hotel. After a flat tire led a New York City dancer to a down-on-its-luck hotel and opera house, she abandoned New York to restore this building and turned it into a lively performance venue for herself and other local artists. Apparently, not only the living residents in Death Valley found a home at the Amargosa, a foreboding minor lurks in room 32, a child crying reportedly haunts room 24, and a ghost cat has been known to creep around the whole opera house. probably heard about the Hotel Cecil in Los Angeles and you don't have to be interested in the paranormal to be freaked out by the story of the Cecil. It's been drenched in death and many, many suicides. There's so much history and tragedy in this one building. Stories of the ghosts that go along with them have to be there. (laughs) And with so much creepy history, it's been the inspiration of Season 5 of American Horror Story. And it's been connected with several well-known murderers. Once again, the Cecil is going to get its own episode in the future. So be sure to subscribe to Ghosts Who Go Go to catch that one. Haunted hotels are no laughing matter unless you're staying at the Chateau Marmont in West Hollywood. Known for wild parties and a history of A-list celebrity guests from Marilyn Monroe to more recently Lindsay Lohan, the Chateau Marmont has served as a choice crash pad for the famous since 1927. One celebrity who stayed and never left is comedian John Belushi. He died at the hotel from a heroin and cocaine overdose in 1982 and he was discovered dead in Bungalow 3, which remains the site of many strange occurrences. The most notorious incident occurred in 1999, when a family temporarily moved into Bungalow 3 while their house was being renovated. Their two-year-old son was often found laughing and giggling when he was playing by himself. When asked what he was laughing at, he would say, the funny man. When his mother was leafing through a book of celebrity guests at Chateau Marmont, the boy jumped up and pointed to John Belushi and exclaimed, that's the funny man. Back in 1892, a young guest named Kate Morgan checked into a San Diego hotel, the Hotel Del Coronado, and she never checked out. She took her own life five days into her stay there, and it's said that her ghost still haunts the building today. Both guests and hotel staff have experienced inexplicable breezes, lights flickering, changes in temperatures, and even footsteps and faint voices. I will talk more about the Hotel Del Coronado on its own episode. Be sure to subscribe to Ghosts of go to catch that one. iconic Los Angeles hotel is the Hollywood Roosevelt. It opened in 1927, making it the longest running hotel in Los Angeles. The Hollywood Roosevelt has hosted many celebrities, including Clark Gable, Ernest Hemingway, Charlie Chaplin, and many more. Shirley Temple once famously tap danced on the stairs. A few of the Hotel Roosevelt's most famous guests might have returned in the afterlight. Marilyn Monroe lived in room 1200 for two years at the beginning of her career, and some report seeing her reflection in that room's mirror. So many past guests claims to see her that the hotel management moved the mirror into the lobby where she continued to make appearances until they finally moved the mirror into storage some people have even reported scents of her perfume mysteriously lingering in the hotel's grill cold spots in the spirits of two hopeful actors are said to haunt the blossom ballroom actor montgomery Clift lived in suite 928 for six months while shooting a film and it's said he can still be heard practicing his trumpet even though the room is vacant he has also been seen in the hallway outside of the room. Some visitors report seeing a little girl in a blue dress playing around outside of the hotel who suddenly vanishes. Others claim spirits will lock guests out of their rooms and mysterious noises like somebody in boots stomping around a heard. Mysterious phone calls to the hotel operator add to the mystique. Guests can choose to stay in the classic tower where the supposedly haunted rooms are, or they can stay in one of the more modern Hollywood-style cabana suites if they'd rather keep their distance. That's all for this episode of Ghosts to Go-Go. Join me next time when I'll be continuing to talk about haunted hotels for part two. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so you never miss an episode. And be sure to follow Ghosts to Go-Go with Becky Ray on Facebook for more information on upcoming paranormal events. Do you have a topic suggestion or maybe you want to ask a question on a future episode? Visit GhostsToGoGo.com and click on the link in the show notes to send me an email or record your message. Background music is from Fesslian Studios and a huge thank you goes out to Doc Hammer and The Weep for the opening and closing music. Would you like to sponsor this podcast? Visit gosegogo.com for more information. Thank you for listening to GoSoGoGo so go go with Becky Ray. Before we go, show me some love by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time.